Midweek, midweek Wednesday. We've got uh, a lot of blue still out there. Weather is going to be changing by tomorrow. We're going to talk about that weather forecast here in there. We go, just a little bit. Good to uh, good to have you with us here tomorrow. If you are in need, could use a little bit of help, there is a free food distribution scheduled for Colville tomorrow. This will be down uh, there in the parking lot by the Ag Trade Center, 317 West Astor, 11 to 1 o'clock. Now, no appointment, no documentation, nothing like that. This is a drive-through event. Up to 250 families can be helped, and it's while the supplies last. Again, that free food distribution, the mobile market from Second Harvest coming through tomorrow. 11 till 1 o'clock. So if you could use some help food-wise, be down there tomorrow. You know the name Tempur-Pedic. If you have a bad back, you may already own one. The back pain relief is legendary. I have a secret for you. Tempur-Pedic mattress support system also provides a good night's sleep. You don't have to wait for a bad back. You can get a good night's sleep now. Don't take my word for it. Ask somebody who owns one. Come to Sandra's for a seven-minute test rest, and we'll change your life forever. Sandra's Furniture, downtown Colville. The Colville School Board, they will be holding a special meeting. That is coming up on this evening, 5 o'clock, it is to hold a work session on the grades 5 to 12 health curriculum. Now, if you, it is primarily a board work session, but if you are interested, you are welcome to attend there will be opportunity for public input. This special meeting of the Colville School Board tonight, 5 o'clock. Now, it will be available if you want to join them on Zoom with the computer. Um, there is also a phone number if you want to listen in to the meeting or... Just be there to the Colville School District office. But it is 5 o'clock this evening, a work session on the grades 5 to 12 health curriculum.
LMK Floors is having a tent sale June 8th through the 10th and would like to invite you to attend. Offering all remnants, overstock, and discontinued items reduced by up to 75% off in the tent area. Also during this event, LMK will be featuring 15% off all Mohawk, Smart Strand, Shaw, Carpets, and Solid Surface, including LVP, stocking and special order. Don't miss this once-a-year opportunity to save money Thursday through Saturday, June 8th, 9th, and 10th at LMK Floors at 1175 South Main in beautiful Colville, Washington. Hey, if you want to keep ticks away, try keeping your grass short and dry. Gary Crawford has some suggestions. We want you to meet Dr. John Carroll. I'm in the Invasive Insects Behavior and Biocontrol Lab at Beltsville, Maryland. Uh, and at parties, I'm sure that introduction brings on some interest until he says... We've been working with uh, ticks, tick behavior, how they find their hosts and how they find each other. When he says ticks, uh, partygoers may lose interest, you know, but actually... You may not be interested in ticks, but they may be interested in you. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, of course, besides being nasty on the face of it, ticks can carry Lyme disease, and that's why ticks have gotten the attention and interest of a lot of people. More and more homeowners are interested in keeping ticks out of their yards, off of them and off their pets. So... How do you do that? First, uh, there's some good news. A tick does not usually take up residence in short grass, sunny lawns, and that sort of thing. In direct sun and on pavement, it can dry out fairly easily. It likes to have high humidity, so it needs somewhere it can get back into some refuge that's moist. You are usually okay in the lawn part of the yard and on the driveway, the deck, and the patio. But if you happen to have to do gardening up against the woods or that sort of thing, that's, that's pretty risky business. So stay out of there. Uh, if you can't, though, use insect repellent on yourself, long sleeves, gloves, watch your clothes and body later for ticks. To keep them off the lawn and back away from where the kids and you might be most of the time, there are chemical controls that you can use. Those can be directed, you know, particularly along the, the edges of the woods is where, where they have to have the contact. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington. All right. Well, we, a lot of ticks out there this year. And uh, moist, grassy areas where they really like. Well, the uh, yesterday morning, there was a meeting, Washington State Board of Natural Resources. They adopted three more tribal proposals to rename geographic places across the state. The proposals arose due to the uh, current names... They say are derogatory and offensive towards Native American women. There were five new names proposed. A new name for a Puget Sound passage in Jefferson County. A ditch in Thurston County. And lakes in Kittitas and Chelan counties. Well, I am not even going to try the new names because they would be totally messed up. But uh, Chelan, it's a five-acre lake that is near Lake Wenatchee. Um, there is a nine-acre lake just north of Cleelum. Um, they say the uh, new name translates to Salamander Lake. But... Uh, not going to try 
the new name. And uh, there was a passage in Jefferson County uh, that was used by people in the 18th and 19th century. And then it was blocked for about 100 years. And then in 2019, the passage was reopened south of Tumwater, a manufactured ditch um, originated in 1879. Uh, this one we can handle. It's been renamed Hopkins Ditch. And uh, so um, the board approved the recommended names and uh, will be added to the Washington Administrative Code. People getting out, enjoying their camping and adventures. Uh, here's some answers to questions about Department of Fish and Wildlife managed lands and restrictions. Hello, my name is Daryl Palmer, Wildlife Area Assistant Manager for the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife out of Northeast Washington. We get a lot of questions at WDFW from the public, and one question we received lately is, when do the annual campfire restrictions go into effect on WDFW lands? Annual fire and other restrictions in eastern Washington generally go into effect in July, depending on weather and other conditions. Those restrictions are intended to help reduce the risk of wildfire. The restrictions include the following. First of all, fires, campfires, including those in fire rings, are not allowed on WDFW lands during this restriction period. However, people can use personal camp stoves and lanterns fueled by propane, liquid petroleum, or liquid petroleum gas. Next, the discharge of firearms for target shooting or other purposes by anyone not engaged in lawful hunting are also not allowed during this restriction period, as well as smoking, except in a closed vehicle. And please never throw your lit cigarettes out of your window. Next, the use of welding apparatus, including the use of acetylene torches or other open flames, are not allowed, as well as the operation of chainsaws on WDFW lands during this fire restriction period. So if you're someone who has a WDFW-issued firewood permit, which would specifically be for the Sherman Creek Wildlife Area, those permits are invalid during this restriction period. Finally, the operation of motor vehicles away from developed roads is not allowed on WDFW lands during this time. Parking is permitted within designated parking areas, including developed campgrounds and trailheads, and in other areas without vegetation that are within 10 feet of roadways. Once these restrictions go into effect, they are generally remain so until wetter, cooler weather returns in the fall. And as a reminder, fireworks are prohibited year-round on all Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife management lands around the state. Now, if you have a question for Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife, you can send it to communications at dfw.wa.gov or call 509-563-5495. Please include an email address or phone number because you can win a prize for asking questions. There will be a random drawing each week of people who submit questions. If your name is drawn, you win a can of bear spray to take with you on your next outdoor adventure. Tune into the news Wednesdays at 7, 8, noon, and 5 for the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife Question of the Week. Email your questions on fish, wildlife, habitat, hunting, and more to communications at dfw.wa.gov. Or you can call 509-563-5495 and leave us your question. We'll answer one question every Wednesday. Are you looking to buy or sell a home or property? 
Trust a local realtor born and raised in Colville. Energetic will work tirelessly to help you find or sell your dream home or property. Contact Cody Merrill at Century 21 Kelly Davis in Colville for all your real estate needs. Cody, he'll make your buying or selling experience exceptional by utilizing his education at the University of Idaho and the knowledge he has gained by working with the extremely knowledgeable staff at Century 21 Kelly Davis. Call Cody Merrill, 509-675-1112. You can email him, Cody at c21kellydavis.com. A large project being planned for the Van Stone Mine, that in the Onion Creek Drainage Basin. The Department of Ecology holding a public information meeting about that project this week. Here's more information about the project, an open comment period, and the meeting. That's from the site manager, Brendan Dowling. The Vanstone Mine Site is Washington State's largest open pit mine, approximately 20 miles northeast of Colville, Washington, in the Onion Creek drainage basin. It's actually been ceased operations at the site in the early 2000s and has since been abandoned. As part of that, there was several pieces of contamination left in place. Mostly it was uh, originally a leaded zinc mine. So we do have two tailings piles and what's commonly referred to as a waste rock pile. The waste rock is originally the raw ore that was mined out of mine, pit itself, and then eventually crushed for lead and zinc minerals. As part of that process, the tailings were created and those are very high in concentrations of lead and zinc. As a result of the contamination, ecology has become involved to investigate the nature of the contamination, where it is, where the contaminants that we're dealing with, but also develop a plan of action to how to address that contamination and methods to clean it up. We don't see a lot of contamination leaving the areas where the two tailings piles were or the waste rock pile. It's going to be more of a consolidation and limiting to the amount of accessibility that you have to the tailings so they don't further erode. One of the problems that we have with the tailings piles is the way they're manufactured, they have very steep slopes, so adjusting some of the erosion that's on them, and they're unfortunately not contained properly to limit the accessibility to human health and also wildlife. So we wanted to address that and our cleanup action that we hopefully do in the next few years. We anticipate being able to start the engineering design phase to address the pit lake dam that's at the open pit where the mine exploration occurred this year with on-the-ground work anticipated to start next year to address that. And then in 2025, we propose or like to get the engineering design beginning to address and actually come up with engineering construction design and planning for addressing the vast majority of the rest of the cleanup that we have to address or do. After that, once we have the engineering designs, then we'll start on the ground actual construction implementation. We anticipate it will take approximately two to three years to be able to address most of the work. We'll have to phase it at times and kind of look at where we need to maybe modify. So there's always the potential for it to go a little bit longer than that, but we do anticipate it to take at least two to three years. 
So the public meeting is to meet with local residents, concerned citizens, anyone who's interested in the project, have a tie into the project. What college is going to be doing is going to present our climate action plan, which the plan covers our preferred way of addressing the contaminants, but also kind of calls out what contaminants we did find at the site and are concerned that would need to be addressed and cleaned up. So it's present that and take uh, question and answers from anyone who's attending the meeting, but also to kind of just give them an update in person because we do believe strongly that interacting with the local community is a big asset for us to kind of put a face to the cleanup so they kind of know we're here to work for them and also kind of address when the comment period ends, which is June 16th when final comments are due. All right. Uh, We're going to talk a little more tomorrow about the actual cleanup plan. The meeting is Thursday evening. And I just want to pass on, uh, thank you, was an Onion Creek resident notifying us of this uh, project, Vanstone Mine. And uh, so we were able to uh, get the information from the Department of Ecology. Thursday evening, 6 o'clock, the Onion Creek School, that is when this ecology meeting is taking place this Thursday evening, 6 o'clock. And so we just want to remind you, if you see, you hear of things that would be newsworthy, certainly drop us an email, news at kcvl.com, or just uh, give us a call here at the radio station. Foggin Brothers Lumber specializes in forest improvements and thinning treatments that add value to the forests for people, products, and the environment. We are currently purchasing saw logs, tonwood, chipwood, and also timberland. Contact Foggin Brothers today at 509-684-5071. Or for more information, go to www.vogginbrothers.com. Logan Gilbert pitched seven strong innings. Hernandez and Rodriguez homered the Mariners over the San Diego Padres last night, four to one. Well, that snaps the three-game losing streak for the Mariners. Gilbert allowed one run, three hits, six strikeouts. Helped the Mariners win for only the second time in seven games. Hernandez hit a solo home run to center field in the sixth inning. Well, that gave Seattle a 2-1 to lead. Rodriguez hit a solo shot in the eighth inning. The Mariners pick up the win. Uh, Game two, it's a really short two-game series at San Diego. It's a day game today. The Mariners don't move very much. They just head up the freeway to to, uh, Los Angeles uh, to open a series on Friday with the Los Angeles Angels. So pregame is as 12 noon Today, the Mariners and San Diego will have it on 92.1 KCRK. 
Today's local weather forecast brought to you by the R.E. Lee Shoe Company. The June sales are here. Chaco brand, 15% off today through Saturday. Keen brand, 15% off June 12th through the 17th. You want to make your feet happy? Stop in at the R.E. Lee Shoe Company, 102 North Main in downtown Colville. Sunshine, 91 degrees this afternoon. Going to be hot. 58 for an overnight low. A chance of midday showers and thunderstorms tomorrow. Still very hot, 89 degrees for a high. Thunderstorms likely Thursday night. Friday, we're going to see showers and thunderstorms, only 76 for a high. By Saturday, thunderstorms and showers, 78 for the high. 40% chance of continuing showers and thunderstorms, 83 on Sunday, warming up to 87 by Monday, uh, 86 on Tuesday. Going to have some decent weather. Sale time going on. Down at the R.E. Lee Shoe Company, 102 North Main. No wind out there this morning. The barometer right at 30.00. 62 degrees. That's how we're starting off this Wednesday, midweek Wednesday morning. 7.32. I'm Eric Carpenter. Thanks a lot for joining us on KCVL, KCRK.